everything in my life, I was looking at through the lens of how can I share this? How can I tweak this? How can I make this relevant to someone else? Mm-hmm. And really, it was just not a healthy way to live. Right. I, I actually read the book Digital Minimalism, and that's really what kind of pushed me to try to just take a break from social media. And I did that. And after 30 days, I realized how different my life was, and I didn't want to go back. You're listening to the Dream Marriage Podcast with Brian and Allison Dalkey. Most married people probably wouldn't say their marriage is a dream. Many would even say it's a nightmare. But with the right priorities and a unified vision, you and your spouse truly can have the dream marriage. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dream Marriage Podcast. My name is Brian Dalkey. I'm sitting across from my beautiful wife, Allison. And today we're going to continue in our series, Boundaries. Uh, Today's boundaries that we're going to be talking about are how we spend our time. Um, In the past couple episodes, we have talked about the words that we say about our spouse and the boundaries that we have around that as a couple, and then opposite sex relationships and those boundaries. And I think for me, when I look at different boundaries, how we spend our time is something that years ago had a, a really big effect on our marriage when we started to put some boundaries around it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. And so when we talked about this boundary series, we said this has to be something that we put in there. Yeah. So I want to start with a question. Um, If, and I think this, we asked this question of our kids and we asked it of each other and said, honestly answer. But I think if you were to ask the question of the people closest to you, like your family, your spouse, your kiddos, whoever, if you said, what is what would you say is the most important things to me? Like what's the most important, what's most important to me? Yeah. Ask this of somebody else. What do you think they would say? Yeah. And if they need contact, say, you know, based on how you see me spending my time, Yeah. based on how you see me living my life, mm-hmm. what is most important to me? So babe, I'm going to ask you what right now, and let's answer it as of like currently, currently, yeah. like what's, what would you say is the most important to me? So... Real quick context. This is something that scares us when we ask this question because you have to be vulnerable and you have to be real. And the people that know you the best know you the best and they know you're good and you're bad and you're ugly. And so not just scares us. It's scary to ask this question. Right. Yeah. And so and, and honestly, I think a lot of people, this is something that holds them back from from having some self-awareness, right? Mm, Like what other people think. And so when Allison asked me this question, the first thing that came to my mind is family. Mm -hmm. And, and also no, I'm not saying these things just to fluff her feathers. Like these are, these are going to be real answers. Um, secondly would be flowers, which Allison knows why that's an answer. We'll explain. We'll we'll talk more in future episodes about that. that. Um, cheer mom, which again, I'll break that down. Christian leader, community, running, and dreamer, which I don't know that I would have ever said dreamer yeah. in the past 10 years. Oh, yeah. You're saying like even in the past. Oh, okay. I feel like I've always been the dreamer. Yeah, I do. Yes, I you're, would agree with that. You're dreaming a lot lately. I am. Yeah. I, I feel like sometimes you look at me like I'm a little bit crazy. But now I know what it feels like. Yeah. The way you've looked at me for the last right. 20 years. Yeah. Sometimes lately I'm like, some things I'm like, oh, babe, I have this idea. And I almost am like, should I go you've tell him You've shifted roles. I yeah. know. Now weird. you know what it's like. Anyways, I digress. So I, I like all those answers. The one that I'm like, I don't, 
cheer mom. That has this connotation to me of like being so like like the crazy cheer mom obsessed like with your kids and their success. That's not what I meant at all. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> no, lately. So for those of you that don't know, we're so we're in the fall. And our daughter's a cheerleader, so she cheers at Friday night football games. But they also just got done with about a month of hard practices. They had a big state competition, regional competition, then a state competition. And a lot of our life has surrounded conversations with our daughter about the leader that we want her to be and how cheerleading is not just cheerleading. You're also setting an example for the people around you. And so there's been a lot of really healthy, good conversations around our kitchen table that I've heard Allison lead our daughter through. And then also she has cheerleader friends that are over at the house that I hear Allison have a great conversations with and just leading them and in things bigger than just being a cheerleader. Okay, then I'll, I'll take that. I'll yeah. be cheer mom. That's cool. So, but that's why <laughs> cheer mom was a word that came to me, but it's in the best kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what were the words that when I asked you that question? Yeah. Be gentle, but what were the words that you came up with? I thought of, if if you said what's most important to you, I would say me. I feel like as your wife, I'm one of the most important things to you. Accurate. Uh, our family. And then I kind of just said raising kids who love God and love others. I feel like that's important to you. And based on how you spend your time, that it shows. Our community and our school. Yep. Jesus. Yep. Our land. And then I also said legacy, like that we leave things better than we found them. Yeah. Like that's really important to you and you spend your time making sure that that happens. So. There's, there's none on there that I have questions about. Oh, good. Which I guess that's a really, I mean, is that an honest assessment? Was there anything that you almost put, but you were like, oh, I don't know if he'll receive that. No, but there's definitely, and we'll talk about this next, is like there's definitely been seasons when our list would be, have been very different. And yeah, not, not really all that healthy, Yeah, you know? So we asked this question today. We actually, we we're going over this outline. We're like, we should ask this question to our kids. So we did. We text our kids and our oldest got back to us. And so, babe, this is what she said about you. She said, for dad, I would say family, adventure, love, and strength. Dad keeps our family together with all the things that go wrong or are unexpected, and he leads us in that way. He also loves going on adventures with us and spending quality time together, whether that's going on a hike or to a NASCAR race. Yeah. And you both value family to the highest degree and would do anything for us. That seriously almost makes me cry. I know, so sweet. So the thing she said about you was to mom, I think the most important thing is values, trust, family, and rest. She loves Sabbath, spending quality time with us wherever she can. She instills great routines and values to our family and keeps us on the right path. Oh. Babe, we're doing something right. That's sweet. It's real sweet. But like I said, there's definitely been seasons of our life where they, I don't, our answers would have looked very differently. Yeah. And we did tell her, be honest, like just give, and, and our daughter, we're the most real with her of anybody of the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes with marriage and raising a family. And so we told her, be honest, like it's, we won't be offended. So I'm honored that I'm raising a daughter. That yeah. Like that. So let's talk about a time though, when I would have said there were other things that were, would go on your list of how you spend your time that, that really kind of were defining who we were. You, yeah. there was a season, there was a few seasons, there were, there were several seasons for both of us where we were just yep. not spending our time in the most, what I would say is gone honoring, honoring way. Here's the thing that these things we're about to talk about. They're not bad things. 
It's just that for us, where we were, they weren't the best things. Right. And there's a difference between good and best. And so part of this really is looking, we want you to look at and assess how you're spending your time, what you're doing with that margin in your life, and ask yourself some big questions about, is it really the best thing? It might be fine, but is it great? Right. Yeah. So what was the season for you when there was just something that was taking up too much of your time? Well, when we were when we were discussing this and in when I, at the beginning of the episode, when I said there was a season whenever our life changed drastically, Mm -hmm. the thing I think about is fantasy football. Mm. Yeah. And now men listening to this, they turned it off. They're not, they're done. They're done. (laughs) Especially this is, this episode's going to air right in the middle of football (laughs) season. So like, Nope, not doing it. Um, no, I, so I was in a, I had a job where I was busy a lot, had a lot, uh, well, I say I was busy. I had a lot of downtime in my job. You were at work a lot. But I had to be at work. Right. And so, and it was a sales job. So we were kind of at the behest of the day. How many yeah. clients were there? Were there clients there? Was the weather bad? And so it easily led me down this path of all the guys I worked with played fantasy football. I played fantasy football, but I got, I mean, guys that are listening or wives that understand fantasy football for good or bad. So I was in six leagues. And I was the commissioner of three leagues. Mm-hmm. And when you do it right, fantasy football in itself, one team or being the commissioner of one league can take up a lot of your time. Yeah. But because I was at work, I had lots of time to fill. And so I, you know, we had slow days. And so I would do that. But the thing is, it, it bled over into my time at home. And the last season that I played fantasy football, um, my schedule, I had two off days a week. Sunday was one of them. And Sunday was Sunday was our family day, and it. I literally looked up and I'd spent all day watching football, checking my teams, checking my rosters, doing my stuff. And I don't remember the exact moment, but I remember just thinking, I missed out on everything today. Mm. For what? Yeah. To win a hundred bucks in a fantasy football league? Like, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But, but it just. I just looked at it and I said, I can't do this. What am I doing? And so I think I came to you and just said, hey, I'm done with fantasy football. Yeah, you did. And I was like, oh. And you were. Okay. Yeah. And I really, it, and maybe it's my personality, but I just had to quit cold turkey. Yeah. And so the season was pretty much over. I told the guys, hey, I'm not commissioning next year and I'm not going to be in these leagues. And they all thought I was joking. And right. That was, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. And I haven't played fantasy football ever since, which I'm torn now because I have boys that are liking football and it would be a really fun thing to do with them, but I'm still, I'm guarded. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what that looks like. But, but that was a season where I would say I was obsessed with it. Right. And it just wasn't healthy. Yeah. All my extra time, most of my extra time was going toward that. And I had, there were lots of other things in my life that I needed to be paying attention to. Yeah. How did, how do you think it, well, let me just ask you, how did it feel stopping. This was something that consumed so much of your time and your energy. I don't, I don't specifically remember. I remember you quitting for sure, but we weren't as in tune with each other. I don't really remember having conversations then with you about like, are you doing okay? (laughs) You know, like how did it feel to just stop something that had taken up so much of your time? It felt weird initially because it, it's kind of like that scene in Talladega Nights where he doesn't know what to do with his hands. 
you know, yeah, yeah. Like interview and his hands just kind of float up in front of the camera. That's what it felt like. It felt what like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't, I had all this extra time, mm-hmm. which is crazy because my schedule, my work schedule was, I was working 70 hours a week, right? but all of a sudden I felt like I had all this time. And so I wish I had journaled through that season or something right yeah. back, but I know I was getting more things done around the house. I spent right. more time with you, more time mm-hmm. with the kids. And that was in a season where we had young kids that needed is that when we had foster babies? I think so. I think we I had think the two. We had the two. Yeah. And so we had four kids, five and under. And yeah, that was that season. You were just trying to survive. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably why you didn't have time to complain to me about fantasy football. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think it just gave me margin to help you mm-hmm. to start raising our family and for it to start looking like what it should yeah. look like, you know. There was a season for me also where I would say I was spending too much time or I was I was spending my extra time not in a way that was best for me or best for our family. And I can specifically think of two things. One of them is work. We have a business that we've run from home for the past 16 years. And when you work from home, when you have your own business, specifically when you have your own business, it can be really challenging to turn it off. Yeah. Because it's your thing, like you're building something, right? You're, you're chasing a dream and without the right boundaries in place around how you're going to spend your time, it can become obsessive and really unhealthy. And something that you or the people around you start to resent, Yeah, which is the opposite of what you're trying to do. Right. The other thing I found too, is like when I didn't have like any really guidelines or boundaries about when I was working or when I wasn't working. And it was more specifically like that I would let myself work when the kids went to sleep or I would, you know, and I knew that I had that time in the back of my mind. But what happened was it really caused me to not make the best choices in my business. It it caused me to really not be efficient because if you can just work whenever and you don't have boundaries around this is when I'm working, you just kind of, you're not intentional about the efficiency of what you're doing and whether the things you're spending your time on are actually making you money or will make you money in the future. Right. You know? Well, and it's not something that's appealing to others. Right. Like we had a business that we wanted to run it away where other people could also run their business that way. And, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to get somebody on board when you're like, oh yeah, as soon as my kids go to bed, you know, I get on my computer for the next four hours. I'm up till one. I don't really see my husband a lot, but it's fine. He's in the other room playing fantasy football. <laughs> you know, like when you, when you lay all that out, you're yeah. going, why would anybody want this life? Yeah. And so what, what I, we, we kind of had a come to Jesus moment where I think I was just so tired and so worn out and it was all good, right? Work is good. We were made for work and we were made to create and produce. And that's a good thing, but it's not good in excess, just anything there. Nothing is good in excess. And so that's where we kind of had to bring it in. And you suggested like, what if you had some business hours and what if there were certain times when you responded to things and certain times when you were actively. And so we kind of toyed around with that and it took a lot of practice Mm -hmm. because I had been in the practice of just doing whatever, whenever. And what I found, just like we've talked about in previous episodes, when you lay a boundary line, it really creates freedom. Yeah. It, you know, we want to think of a boundary as a rule or like a, a negative thing, but it really, what it does is it creates freedom and the opportunity to do more, essentially. It sounds yeah. weird and backwards, well, but... I always think of it like a bumper 
in bowling. Yeah. You know, like you have the freedom. You're still in the same lane. Yeah. It's just guarding. It's going to bounce you back to the middle. Mm -hmm. Right. So I became just when we put some boundaries in place, my business really was better thriving. We were making more money and I was working less. It sounds crazy, but it was really helpful. The other place I would say where I would really was spending too much time and what we would call emotional margin was faith was like not just Facebook, but social media. I want, and I was in a season of creating content and really working on building a brand quote unquote, you know, and it became all consuming to me. Yeah everything in my life I was looking at through the lens of how can I share this? How can I tweak this? How can I make this relevant to someone else? Mm-hmm. And really it was just not a healthy way to live. Right. I, I actually read the book Digital Minimalism and that's really what kind of pushed me to try to just take a break from social media. And I did that and after 30 days I realized how different my life was and I didn't want to go back. I was just like I was looking at the world differently. I was actually living. I wasn't living to share, yep. if that makes sense. Yeah. I was just living. What's interesting about what she's saying, what just came to me, we are really bad at taking pictures. We're the worst now. We are really bad because we've been on social media almost completely. Now, when this episode airs, we're probably back on sharing this stuff. Yeah. But we just have not been in the realm of everywhere we go, we post about it. We take pictures. We, you know, we go to restaurants, see people taking pictures of their food and kind of laugh and think we used to do that. But the bad thing now, and we've addressed this a couple of times. So have a little grace for yourself. If you do that, some is 10 years ago, we have stuff pop up and say like, you know, 10 years ago, this is what you were doing. And, you're, and we're like, Oh wow. Look at the pictures we took and all that yeah. for the last five, six years. There's nothing. Yeah. There's no pictures. We're so bad about taking pictures, but they're memories that we're making. Yeah. And, and we do take some pictures. We still have phones that have cameras. So we yeah. take some in the necessary moments, but it is funny to look back and think other people's lives are so much well, more well-documented than ours. Right. That is true. But historically people didn't do that. So I don't yeah. know that it's a bad thing. But the other part, the other side of that is, you know, social, social media was made specifically created to be an addictive thing. Like yeah. it was made to be highly addictive and that's why it is. Yeah, all their algorithms surround keeping you locked there. in as long as yes. possible. Yes, yeah. and so I just like it makes me angry. Like I'm like I just can't even fall into the. I don't want to. Whether it's scrolling or consume, like or creating, yeah. both can be without some boundaries can really be harmful. Yeah. And also take everything we're saying with a grain of salt. Like you're listening, and maybe we've said something that you're going. Well, no, I'm, I, I can't give that up or I can't, there's no way I can get away from that. I, I promise we've been there and this is just to, to shine a light on, you know, what is most important to you and maybe what you need to be, bring back to the center. Well, I also will say there's a season for everything. So yeah. we actually had a season. I was just thinking about this when we had a very, you and I had a very strict rule about phones, mm-hmm. just phones in general. Like after the kids came home, we were we had a we, basket. We put our phones away. Yeah, we had a phone basket. And this came from specifically when our kids were smaller. And I remember a very specific instance when one of my littles came up to me and said something. Mommy, can you do this? Mommy, can you look at this? Mommy, whatever. And I caught myself so many times saying, just a second, just a second, just a second. Mm-hmm. And I have my phone in my hand. Yeah. I'm looking at my What was I doing? I don't know. 
nothing that was as important as that moment. Yeah. And so that for us was just kind of like, we want to be actually engaged with our kids. We actually want to be present with our kids. And so for a season, we don't have that role right now, but for a season, we needed it. We needed well, that. I think that season taught us what, what was important. Yeah. Like we were looking at our phones. So we were looking at our phones more than we were looking at our kids mm. and that's not okay. Ooh. Yeah. That yeah. Gets, that just hurts to say. Yeah, it does. It's but, hard. But I think it taught us. And now if either one of us is doing something on our phone and someone else needs to be engaged, we can say, Hey, and that's all we have to say. And we self-realize in that moment. Oh, you're right. I'm putting my phone up. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that was just self-awareness, but that season taught us that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really interesting. It's, you know, there's that old saying that says, show me your checkbook, which no one has a checkbook anymore, but you know, show me your bank statement and I'll I'll show you what's important to you. Yeah. But the same is true for your time. You know, show me your calendar, show me how you're spending your time. That's going to tell me what's most important to you. It really comes down to how we spend our time cultivates who we become. Every day and every moment that we're spending time is a deposit essentially into the future us. And so I think this is just a challenge to you as a listener to say, are there places in my life or are there things that I'm spending my time on that are not really deposits I want for who I want to become in the future? Yeah, that's good. What I just thought of was there's been multiple times when we've you know, gone on healthy kicks and we need to eat healthier and we mm-hmm. food journaled. Yeah. And I know there's people that time journal. Like I know yes. that's a practice. Yes. I don't know that we've ever done that, but we, I have, you have. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, I, I feel like one of us has, but that's something that when you really looked at how you spent your time, mm-hmm. it really helps you correct things. So we used to do that with, with our business as we were growing business leaders, like we would do that, have them and we would do, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Journal, actually really journal your time. How much time are you spending on these things? And I think it's, it's typically very shocking. Like you think you're spending a small amount of time doing one thing, but you're spending large amounts of time doing something. Well, and don't you think it goes to that question when you ask somebody, how are you or how are you guys? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we've just been busy. Yeah. That's like the it's the default. It's the default. And I don't know if that's just because our society says it's okay to say that. That's it that is. It's just like rampant. We're, we're just busy. But break that down. Like yeah. what does busy mean? Right? Does yeah. that mean you have no extra time? Right. And if so, why? Why? Like are you spending your time on the right things? Mm-hmm. Because so on the way here Allison and I discussed that and I told her I don't know that the season we're in right now we would respond with busy. Yeah. Well, I, maybe I, we would, are busy. We are busy and it is a default, right? Like right. it's, it's an, an easy, like non-talking point, you know, of small talk. Oh, we're just been busy, you know, <laughs> which also just means I don't really want to tell you how I am. Yeah. You well, know, I try to practice and I don't know where I learned this, but I try to practice not saying that to people Yeah. because we want to live lives that are attractive to other people. Mm-hmm. Like that other people say, what makes them different? Like why? And when you just say busy, well, that's what everyone else yeah. And so when people say that, I try to say, you know, they've been good. Like, you know, there's lots of stuff packed into that, but it's been good. Like just to have a positive connotation mm-hmm. because I don't think a lot of people would respond that way. Well, it's also that our words have so much power. And so if I continue to tell myself that we're so busy, well, guess what? Yeah. We're probably going to be You're so busy. Be busy. Yeah. So that's part of it too. 
here's another question. Do you think that some people intentionally or unintentionally fill the, the, the margin of their lives, like the, what I would call like free thought space with things, like not things, but doing things Yeah. so they don't have to think? Oh yeah. Well, you know, social media gets a really bad rap for this because you can literally pick up your phone and scroll mm-hmm. and, and just mindlessly Mindless. scroll. I think television was probably that before. Yep. And I think social media filled a gap with television, which is one reason why all these major companies are having issues because people aren't watching as much TV and going to theater, you know, the movies as much and all of that. But I think that you can get just as sucked into TV. I think you can get just as sucked into fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I think you can get just as sucked into to things that aren't fruitful or that aren't productive for your family. Well, and like, let's even backing up on that, like none of those things are inherently bad. Right. Like they're good things in moderation. Yeah. They can right? be. Yeah. Like everybody enjoys a great movie or is inspired by a great movie. Like, yes, like we can be, those things can benefit us, but not when they become all consuming. Well, I think of them like a tool. They're tools. Okay. Yeah. Like everything in our, that we spend our time on is, is a tool to lead to something. Like we do, we have family movie nights at our house. Some that's a fun thing for us to do, to sit down. Everybody gets their spot on our big sectional, you know, hopefully you and I get the corner so we can snuggle. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's a good thing. Like our kids aren't going to look back and think, man, we watched too many movies with our parents, like all <laughs> sitting on the couch together. Right. Right. That's not a negative thing. Yeah. Um, but I think they might look back and think, I watch too much TV or I play too many video games. Like those are mm-hmm. things that in excess can be too much. And mm-hmm. I think social media is a great way for people to connect. I think it's a great way for people to grow businesses. The problem is 99% of the time you're not on there doing one of those things. Right. You're mindlessly scrolling. Yeah. Or um, shopping. Shopping is one of those things too yeah. that can also be, it just goes back to anything that we can do too much can be bad for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we want you guys to hear, honestly assess your time. This is something, and again, it's something that's hard, but we do think it starts with that question. Yeah. Talk to someone close to you and say, hey, what do you think is most important to me based on how I spend my time? Be honest. Be honest. And it might be something they're more comfortable writing down Mm -hmm. because it's really hard to say, you know, it's really hard to tell one of your parents, hey, I think you spend too much time on this or too much time on this. Mm -hmm. And we don't want it to cause conflict. And this is where it's a really good practice, like we've talked about in previous episodes, to really listen to hear not just listen to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they're honest with you, you're not going to like everything they have to say. Right? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. And and if you do like everything they have to say, then great. You're doing a great job. But just be honest with how you're spending your time through that realization that someone else is telling you. And then also through just a self-assessment. Yeah. Like really look at how you spend your time in a day and figure out if if that's working for the life that you want to leave, the legacy you want to live, and also have grace. Yeah. Well, and I would say, too, if, when you're looking at really the things you're spending your time on, there's some questions you can ask yourself to kind of gauge, like, is this really the best thing? Le- I think it's Lisa Turkhurst. Yeah, The Best Yes. She has a book called The Best Yes, and it's just that whole concept. Like, some things are good, but is this the best Yes. Is this the best use of my time? Is this the best use of my energy? Right. right. Um, so I think some of those questions to ask yourself would be, is it healthy? Is the thing that you're spending your time doing healthy? 
is, does it honor God? You know, I, there's, here's the other thing about that. That's interesting. There's so many things in our lives that can essentially anything you do that's good can glorify God. Right. Are you doing it that way? If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think I want to go back real quick. The, the busy thing, Mm -hmm. Allison, I talked about it on the way here. Our lives, if you took a a snapshot of our life currently Mm -hmm. in the season we're in, we are busy. Oh yeah. We have four kids that are all involved in activities. We are on, she's the president of a chamber. I'm on our school board. We're involved in our community. We're trying to parent not only our kids, but also friends of our kids that maybe don't have the same home life that our kids do. And I mean, we're, if you looked at our calendar, you would exhale and go, Whoa, yeah, they got a lot going on, but it's good things. Yeah. We believe it to be good things. Last night, Allison had her computer out at about nine o'clock and I kind of looked at what she was doing. It was good stuff. Like she's rebuilding something that needed to be deconstructed and reconstructed mm-hmm. something in our community. And I kind of said to her, hey, maybe we should put office hours around that. And I didn't say that because I think it's something she's doing too much of, but it is something that has been very consuming lately, Mm -hmm. but it's such a good thing. And the difference that it's making is such a good thing. And so, you know, when you get to a place where you're having to put boundaries around the good things, I think you're in a pretty sweet spot Mm -hmm. because... I don't think there's a lot of waste. Well, and but it's also goes back to kind of right now we haven't I I pretty much have a like in my head I don't like to work on my computer when the kids after the kids get home at all. However, lately I have been and I don't like the way that it feels. You know, so yeah. you even know like I know that's not the best thing for you. Yeah. But the other part of that goes back to what I said earlier is when I don't have those clear, when I'm not really following the guidelines, the boundaries I've put in place for myself, it allows me to do that, but then I don't feel good about it and, I, and I'm not using the rest of my time as well as I could. Right. Does that make sense? Well, but it really does go back to boundaries. Yeah. And, and this thing that she's spending a lot of time on, she said, I have three more weeks. Yeah. She said, there are three more weeks until this launches and this is, and so that's the thing. I also want you to look at your schedule and the things you're spending your time on as the boundary might not be a day to day boundary. It might be a seasonal boundary. Yes. Like it might be, I mean, there are seasons we've had recently where I had to spend a lot of time on certain things, Mm -hmm. but we had a very clear understanding. There's a time frame for this. And clear communication about that, right? Like with your spouse. Right. And And your family. And grace from, and, and that comes with communication. Right. I mean, when you're saying, hey, here's why I'm working this hard on this, it's so we can get to this place, mm-hmm. so I can hand this thing off, whatever it might look like. But there's a a very clear seasonal boundary around this thing that she's working on. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you know, our message from our daughter this morning about the things that we're doing didn't have anything to do with that, even though she's maybe noticed mom's working a lot on this one thing. But she knows it's a season and she knows it's a good thing and she knows it's making our community better. And because of that communication, we allow ourselves to have grace for each other and for ourselves. Yeah. So go back. Let's go back to, you know, as you're listening, you're thinking, okay, maybe there are some things I need to rein in. Maybe I am spending. Maybe I'm just really not aware even of how I'm spending my time. Like we said before, assess. Go through and assess. What? How am I spending my time? Is is it healthy? Does it honor God? Is it necessary? 
And that's a hard question. Not everything that we do is necessary. And I'm not saying that everything that you need to spend your time on needs to be necessary. It doesn't. Well, you need to have things. One thing I, I wrote down is there needs to be hobbies are okay. Like yes. You need to have. And necessary. Yeah. You need to have time that you unplug. Yeah. And that your brain recharges. And now those hobbies can look different for everybody, mm-hmm. but they're, it's okay. Like if you're listening to this going, oh, these people just sound perfect and they don't have any kind of, no, I, I promise you there's things that we do where we need to unplug. Mm-hmm. Allison needs her alone time. I need alone time. I need to run. I really enjoy reading fiction and those are, when I look at my life and just the things I've spent my time on in the past, those are healthy ways for me to take care of myself and my mind, you know, and to even unplug, it's good to, that's necessary, you know? Yeah. I need to be outside. I need to, like I told Allison yesterday, there was a point where I was like, Hey, I got to get out of the house. I need to go drive. I need to, it's just a way that I, I kind of recharge and that's not, that's not unhealthy. I just, I know myself and I know there's times I need to get out. I need to go get on my tractor. I need to do something. And it doesn't mean I'm always working towards something, but it's a way for me to recharge my batteries, a way for me to reassess, you know, the things that are going on around me. And those are not bad things. And so if you've heard us say something that you do spend a lot of time on, all we ask is that you look to see if that time is, is good time, is healthy time. Is it accomplishing the goal of helping you recharge? Mm -hmm. Can it be put in the category of hobby, Mm -hmm. because if so, then that's maybe okay. If that hobby has turned into something that's taking over a major portion of your life. And and one reason we talk about social media so much is that it is something that very few people will do a healthy assessment of. Mm -hmm. And if you go in and look at your screen time and where you're spending, how many hours a day you're spending on those things, it hurts to look at that, but also it's a necessary reflection that can get you to a better place, but you've got to assess where you're at. Mm -hmm. And not just with your hobbies, there might be just other ways that you're spending your time. One of the key indicators that I would say will help you gauge where you might need some boundaries is tension. And we're going to talk about this in a future episode. One of the things we do at our retreats is we have an entire kind of section of content over how you can create healthy rhythms. Mm -hmm. And all of those rhythms that need to be put in place are centered around tension spots in your day or just in your soul, right? So if there is, like just even last night, the example of I worked too late on my computer and I felt I didn't like the way it felt. So that's an area of tension. When I continue, if I were to continuously do that day after day, that would be a check for me to go, okay, I need a different rhythm here or I need some boundaries here that make it, that are just, they're they're really for me to thrive, right? And for all of us to thrive, but specifically even just for my heart and my soul. Yeah. Well, and I think that we call them pinch points when we do our retreats, but I think, yeah, if you do a healthy assessment and think, you know, hopefully we're all self-aware enough to know that there's a time when, I mean, I do this sometimes, I'll be you know, I watch short, funny videos of comedians and things and I'll be like, well, I've watched 10 videos. What else could I have been doing? And it doesn't, it feels dirty, mm. you know, cause what did I really get out of this? Maybe one funny joke that I can share with my 10 year old, you know, but, mm-hmm. but really I got to stop this. I just need to, and mm-hmm. you just got to turn it off. And those are the things when you have those moments where you're like, what am I doing? This is not a way I need to spend my time. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with self-awareness, 
but I think we've all had those moments, Mm -hmm. whatever that might be for sure. Yeah. And so when, when those moments happen, that's a good time to say like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't healthy. And just make note of that Mm -hmm. and catch yourself next time before you get to that point. Yeah. I want to go back to, you said grace earlier. And I just want to reiterate that as we close is that as you're assessing, do give yourself grace. One of the things that we talk about a lot with our kids and just in our circle of friends is this truth that the Holy Spirit, that God within you, he never corrects with shame or fear. Right. He never prompts that way. He can't because it's not his character. And we want to treat ourselves the way that God would treat us. And that is with love. And that's with grace. It's with awareness. There are many times in the Bible where Jesus went and corrected something, Mm -hmm. but it was not with shame. It was with grace and it was with love and a way forward. And so I would just encourage you to do the same for yourself, that you would, if you really are honest and you see something that maybe there needs to be a boundary around when it comes to your time and your activities and the way that you're spending your time, give yourself grace. It's okay. Everybody sidesteps. Everybody gets a little too consumed sometimes. Give yourself grace, but put a plan forward. What's the boundary that needs to be there? Is it a hard stop? It might be. Is it a, a clear boundary line that, that it's this amount of time or it's only when I'm in this place or it's whatever? Possibly. But that is so necessary to just say, I'm going to address, I'm going to look at myself with grace and love. Well, and the last thing I want to say is when that assessment happens and you go to your spouse or you go to your oldest child or you go to your best friend and say, what, what means the most to me? What do I spend my time on? There's going to be things that maybe don't sound great, Mm -hmm. but there's probably going to be some things that sound great and really assess and figure out how can I make my life more about that? Mm -hmm. And I think it comes down to, this is something I say a lot that Allison's not always a fan of when I say it, but I talk about the whole, what do you want on your tombstone? (laughs) Really? I mean, what do you want to be known for? Yeah. Like at your, at your funeral, do you want people talking about how you posted the best pictures or how you won the most fantasy football championships? Or how you, you know, knew the most movie trivia because you were, you watched all the movies mm-hmm. or you want people to say like, he was the best dad. He was the best coach. Mm-hmm. He was the best Christian community leader. He built things up. Mm-hmm. He didn't tear things down. I specifically remember your grandma's funeral, um, grandma Dalkey, where, and I, this is just one of those legacy things. I remember sitting there and I don't know who was telling the story. Somebody was telling the story about how they knew they could always go to your Papa Phil and your Grandma Dalkey's house, that there would that they would be fed, that they would sit around the table. Yep. And I just remember thinking, that's legacy. Yeah. Like that's the kind of person I want to be known for, not just when I'm gone, but now. Yeah. Right? So what even when you think about the people around you in your community what do you think they think of when they think of you? Right. You know, yeah. not just when you're dead, but right now, yeah. you know, and the cool thing is every day is a new day and you get to choose how you spend your time and what you want your legacy to be. You get to build your own legacy yeah. and that will be through how we intentionally spend our time and our energy. Yeah. So. And I think the foundation of that build is where you spend your time yeah, and the things you build on top of that. Yeah. Well, I hope that this was helpful and maybe eye-opening. I know probably a little challenging. I hope that this is a conversation you'll have with your spouse just honestly and openly 
it can be hard, but it's necessary for growth. And we're going to talk more in the coming weeks about one of the ways that we put margin and extra space in our calendar. It's kind of a boundary line for us, but we're going to talk about Sabbath and what that looks like for our family. I would say it has been the most transformational thing that we have ever done. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about rhythms in the coming episodes too. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. And we can't wait to talk again next week. See you guys next time. 